This episode of Reasonably Spontaneous Conversation is brought to you in part by Clay Boykin Life and Business Coaching, because we all get stuck at times. For more information, visit clayboykin.com. By Janelle Bean, for fun and engaging children's books with cute and colorful characters. For more information, visit janellebean.com. And by Wise Owl Organizing, simply set up for you. Organizing consulting and clarity coaching, virtual or in person. For more information, visit wiseowlorganizing.com. Hello world, it's me, Dennis, and welcome to another episode of Reasonably Spontaneous Conversation. My guest is Jordan Colburn. Hey, Jordan, welcome. Well, Dennis, I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> You're my first interview. Well, thank you. Book, my first book. So I'm really excited. Well, it congratulations. Congratulations in in your book. You know the thing that I'm that I, that I'm uh, fascinating with is that the the is that as I read your book, it is so relevant to today. Having had a career over over that that you have had to change the way I think about raising capital, and the thing that I love one of the, one of the biggest things that that I got out of the book was tenacity. You never, never, never quit and all that. Where did that come from in your life, Jordan? It came strictly out of my experience. I mean, I tried so many times, and a lot of times I did well. Other times I just got tanked. And I thought, <laughs> and you know what? But I, every time I did that, I learned something. Yes. And so I had, and I had to stick with it. My parents taught me too, you know, don't ever give up. My mother taught, never yeah. give up, just keep on going. So that's what I keep doing. And that's, but that was the, that was the tenacity to be able to do that. Did you get that as a child? Was that part of the, part of the learning? Because we, uh, I didn't get that. I was, I, I tended to give up too soon. And but the, how did, the, how did they impart that to you, Jordan? Well, whenever I got, whenever I got kicked in the teeth <laughs> and I had, I really literally had to pick myself up and keep going Yeah, and start over again. So, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't comfortable. My dad had problems sometimes, even as an attorney. And I watched how he handled that. Yes. I kept on going. Um, and when I was in school and other, other things, I just kept, I just kept working at it. Yeah. And now I, everybody talks about, you got to make a mistake to keep going at it and be successful. Exactly. And you see that, I mean, you see that in the, in, in the age when you, like I am 74 this year. You're how old? 88. Okay. So you see, we, you and I have lived over a time of some of the greatest change in the history of humanity. It, it, it blows me away. When I look back at, at what has happened in the, in the whole universe, so to speak, from the time I was born, which was 1934, yes. until today, the changes that have happened are unbelievable. Yeah. 
isn't it, isn't it extraordinary? I mean, the things that they there there is no way we could have we we could possibly have predicted it, and yet everything that you write about in your book is absolutely relevant to the twenty first century culture, especially getting into the concept of making sure anytime you go into a deal, you find ways to get the win win. Because that win-win is the only is is the way that we can learn and 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 grow and 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 make things happen. Right. That's really and that's really what I put in the book, or I tried to do it. And if it's communicating, that's really excellent. Because people need to understand that it isn't about them; it's about the other guy. And if you're going and if you're going to go get money, you better understand what they want. Because if you try and tell them what you're going to tell them what they're going to do, they aren't going to do it. No. And you may have the best idea in the world, and it's not going to come across. Exactly. And they, and they walk away from the deal. Well, exactly. And so setting this up, this is where I believe in the, in the concept of synergy. Because we, we get into this win-loss, uh, you know, this, this zero-sum game where one person wins and the other person loses. Doesn't work that way. In synergy, one plus one is greater than two. And that's right. what you keep teaching, that, that you can set your deals, set them up so that each person has something that they get out of it. That's right. That's exactly right. You really have to, a deal is a deal is a deal. And yep. it has to be both sides. I mean, like you said, a win-win. Yep. And that's what's really important to get to. Well, Jordan, how... how why do you think that the word compromise has gotten such a bad reputation when, when everything that you teach about is that we must, each of us must be able to do? Can you help me help? How can we reframe this for the 21st century? Because we've lost that in, in, our, in our politics. We've lost it in our business. This idea of, of compromise, which is so vital to, to, to success. Yeah, we kind of got off with me, only me technology and everybody is more concerned about with themselves than the other guy and that's where we make a big mistake because we need to we need to be participate with each other and because that's a, that's what the discussion was built on that's the exactly. business so how do we get back to that? What, what do you, when you're teaching this and that, and, and let's think about that, let's together, let's work on it. Because I believe that, that, that we elders in the tribe, because we, that's where we are, we're in the fourth quarter of our, of our lives, and we get an opportunity to participate. So how can we help? And that's one of the things that I love about your book, is that it constantly reminds me that <clears throat> Making a deal has a has has components that that will be part of that negotiation and part of that C word compromise in order to be able to get to a place where we can really realize that deal. Well, Dennis, I think that the way back to um, compromise, people need to stop and need to take people to say, "Look, you need to pay attention. Back off." your own personal thing and start looking and saying, what did the other guy do? We need to learn how to talk to each other. Yes. And compromise is a, is, a, is a combination of being able to talk to each other. You may not like what the other guy has to say, but you got to at least listen. And that's where we, that's the, that's the rule. That's really what needs to be taught. It right. needs to be taught now in schools. It needs to get away from the me only concept and get to the real. 
over over your career, you have you have uh, developed businesses. You have done you have done uh, <clears throat> franchise operations, and you've headed you headed a sales real estate team. It's it's really an ex- just extraordinary. You're an inventor. You you did you did uh, the entire place of the chemical sealant and 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 the place uh, that you did. What it's just fascinating to uh, to 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 relive that part, th- those parts of your career. I didn't hear the first couple of words of it. Just, no way. Yeah, exactly. I just love reliving those parts of your career uh, uh, about how you have. When, when you were a, a sale, could you talk about the time when you're uh, being the, the head of sales for the real estate uh, organization and you're doing, because real estate, real estate is really becoming a very high level uh, skill at this time. Uh, what was that, that experience like? It, it, was really, it, was, it was really fascinating. And I finally learned that the, the only way to, to know that a buyer is gonna buy is actually when he buys, the only way you know is when he buys. <laughs> that, was, that was startling to me. When I first learned that concept, that blew me away because I thought, oh my God, that's true. I mean, there's a real truism. And then if you're going to do that and, and the, the way a seller is when he actually sells, when they sign the papers, I mean, then you know he's got a deal. That was, a, that was really an opening for me. And I found that when I applied the same principles to these other aspects of business, that they all that they held true there too, and that's what I think mostly about the book is that you know that what I'm talking about is truism. These are yes. things, these are things that work, and you can take the you can take the, the concept and you can transport it into another condition, and it will still operate. And I thought that was what I really needed to convey to people. Uh, that that's what I got through every through everything that you said that it is not a separate that these principles will apply across the board is if you're going to be able to use them I love the way that you did it because the book is in a digestible understandable form uh, and that takes a lot of the mystery out of the mystery out of the raising of capital <laughs> it's very nice and I appreciate all your 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 comments about it because thank you it was important to me this is my first book yeah and i you know people wanted to know say well oh why don't you go write a book well i never really thought of much myself much as an author right away <laughs> but i started thinking about it and then my sister who is 90 decided, wrote a, a best-selling book about um costume design yes and, went, <laughs> and then i thought about it the other day and i thought you know what my dad really was the first one because my dad, is, as an attorney, was, uh, 50 years ago, wrote a, a best-selling book uh, called The Spoils of Marriage. Yes. And uh, it was about the then um, community property laws in California. And, and this predated the palimony and all the things that, that, oh, yeah. that would come out later. And <laughs> it, it's a great, it was a great concept. I could understand how historical that was. The thing was, my parents, I think it, you know, a lot of it started with my parents, because my dad and my mother, too, always yes. asked me my opinion. Wow. What did you think? What did you think about that? How would you have done it differently or that kind of concept? And so I started to learn how to do things differently or to look at, at something and really become involved in whatever was going on. 
Yeah. And that was really eye-opening for me. I can imagine. I, I can imagine that. So they started that young. Did you have, was, were there dinner table conversations or how did they have, how, how did this work? Because the, the things, you know, we, we sit there with our, with our phones and everybody on, you know, there, there, there's the different, what was the, what was the, that, the, that dynamic? Yeah, it was, it was pretty much around the dinner table or it was with uh, my dad working on a project where he, when he became very entrepreneurial. Yes. He loved us. He loved us too. And a couple of times, or several times, he took me with him. So we would go to like when he was. I remember very clearly that he had, he was making this trailer manufacturing company. Well, whoever mm -hmm. manufactured trailers back out in the thirties and forties, uh, you could live in, like like you do with an RV, and yeah. that's what we started with. But he had these great ideas, but it was tough for him to follow through. So because he, he didn't have the financing, he didn't have the people to help him. And so but he would turn to me and he'd say, hey, look, what about this? Do you have a common thought about it? Yes. And I would use whatever I came up with and a lot of times it was the right answer. <laughs> that was oh, very wow. exciting. <laughs> and so when, when you use the, so it, one of the things that it, it I feel about generational is that one generation carries it as far as they can. Then like a relay race, the next generation picks it up and moves it along and moves the ball along. So you began to take his entrepreneurial and began to use this and use your own principles that you began to fill in. Yes, I think that's exactly right. It was really, it's been, a, I'll tell you, it's been a good ride. <laughs> yeah, It's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. I really love it. I love businesses. I love the way they operate, the way they work, and I love, me, I love the way I love sure. to help people. Well, what? How do you see the 21st century? Here we're in. We're in 2022 uh, in July, and how how do you see the the entrepreneurial landscape today? And how and and how how is it both different and how is it the same? Can you give me some pictures from what your your insights are, Jordan? Well, I think the biggest the big change in, in business today is the, is the internet and what it's, what it's done for people in so many different ways. I mean, the amount of information that is available to people is just mind-boggling. Isn't it? Mind-boggling. So it's really, but trying to pick out the, the items that, out of all of that clatter that you really need to work with is what's hard. And right. that's what business needs to, that's what people need to learn. They need to be able to separate the wheat from the chaff. Yes. They need to learn what they really need to do. The other thing I think that, uh, is that, is that uh, social media has directed people sometimes in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so the person, whoever it is, you still need to be honest yourself. You still need to pay attention to what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to sort through that morass of information yep. to try and get down to what you really want to do and pick those things that you can work with. And I think that's what business today and in the future is going to do even more of. They're going to have to find a way to, to take all of this information and to separate it out into something that is really useful. Not that it's not useful now. Sure. But it's finding, finding it is, not, is sure. difficult. 
Jordan, how did you develop your critical thinking skills? Because critical thinking is such a is such an important in in separating this wheat from the chaff and being able to do it. It requires critical thinking. It requires you to 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 be able to assess what is valuable and take it away from what what might not be valuable. And and one one of the things that I love about you being a few years older than I am is that I love your nimble mind because that means that I can I can do the same thing. I can I can keep that nimbleness in that in in my perspective so how, how did you develop this critical thinking and and how do you maintain it what do you do to maintain that that um that ability i think that the most important part of that is you're going to have to realize that you're going to make a lot of mistakes yes and that's part of the critical thinking because my grandfather said that the business will teach you what you need to know Oh, what a, what a. <laughs> I'll never, I never, I'll never forget that. And that's true. That is true. beautiful. I mean, the business is going to teach you what you need to know, but you've got to pay attention. Yes. You must, if you're really serious about doing what you want to do, you need to pay attention to what you're yeah. doing. And you need to do it when you need to do it. And when you make a mistake, you say, oh, oh that's not a big problem. That's why they put erasers on the end of pencils. Thank People you. Are going, People are going to make mistakes, and if you if you understand that and pay, and pay attention, that will make a big difference. What scientist does not work on things that do not work for so until we get to the place where something does work? I mean, it's it's part of that, but we but, but we have forgotten that. And in your book, you continue to remind us of that. I love I, I love the is it a stork or it's an egret or whatever that has the fish and this you know never never I mean has the frog never <laughs> I love that yeah, cartoon in your <laughs> that thing I'll tell you that cartoon has brought me through a lot of really bad situations because uh, when I was working at the in the, in the construction industry I was I was sales rep for a uh, a, a new a brand new product. Yeah, that was really difficult to get through. And we had several situations where we had really difficult. Uh, it was a difficult sales condition, and I had that. Uh, that is a poster. It's in my office, mm -hmm. and I look at that thing all the time. And it reminds me, don't give up. And I have to continue, even when things were just awful. I mean, I had to just remind myself, don't give up. And I had to go back and look at what I was thinking or what I was doing or talk to the other person and see what they needed, maybe there's something I missed or you as were in the course of a negotiation. And we're trying to figure out what we needed to do next. But I always had that, that vision in front of me, don't ever give up. So that was important to me. That is wonderful. That is, and I, I don't see anything in, I see anything that that is happening now in in business that I see is completely applicable in your book. 
and and that it's just so current to me jordan and i'm i'm just so grateful that you that you would give me some time to be your first interview on 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 getting this book out there because it could it will it's giving me because i'm going i'm going out and asking for financing for a film about uh about uh called shumal for life about uh a, a short animated film about world religion and how we can have peace there and so i'm having to do that so you've given me a complete you've given me a complete guide on the ways that I'll be able to frame that I'll be able to get the business plan how I'll be able to work it's such a clear and concise I love your writing I'm so glad that you took the time to be able to do that for me well that's fine I, I, now that makes me that makes it me I'll tell you that make it worthwhile for me when somebody will take, take the can and do something with it exactly. it, is simple. it is very simple I see it happen all the time Yes. Like I mentioned in the book about watching the uh, um, uh, Shark Tank. Yes. Because you, you can watch on Shark Tank if you watch investors work with uh, somebody who's got a project. Yes. And you watch their dynamics, you'll see this, my concept that I, that I wrote with, that will come into being all the time. Yes. And the deals that are made are based on that. Yes. Oh. That's wonderful. Jordan, thank you for giving me the time today. Thank you for get, for letting me uh, letting me get a chance to 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 see you in, in, in progress and to be able to see the gifts that you're bringing to all of us through this through this opportunity through your book. And and I, I look forward to getting the opportunity to talk with you again. Anytime, anytime. And I wish you a lot of luck on your project. Oh, well, Thank you so much. I'll I will keep you in the loop, and I will look and 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 we will thank your your amazing daughter Nadine, uh, Jolson for for helping us to be able to to meet and and to connect. And I am I'm very proud to do that, and I'm proud to make your acquaintance, Jordan. Well, thank you very much. My too. Me too, brother. Good. All right. Thank, thank you, you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this and get. And I want to encourage everyone to be able to get uh, the book, Change the Way You Think About Raising Capital. The link will be right here in, uh, in the vidcast and in the podcast. So uh, thank you very much. And we will see everybody the next time. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. This episode of Reasonably Spontaneous Conversations has been brought to you in part by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemail.com.